The ideas discussed on this episode by Melissa Emily Howard are her own and not those of the Department of Defense or the United States Air Force. If spending time with Let's Discuss is something you value and enjoy, it would mean so much to us if you'd be able to take just a minute of your time to do any or all of these quick steps before you dive in today. First, could you please follow or subscribe to Let's Discuss? Following the show helps ensure you know when fresh content is available, and you tuning into every episode is what helps keep us going. To follow or subscribe, go to the Let's Discuss show page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, or wherever you listen and watch our show, and tap the plus sign or follow button. When you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and a review, and share an episode you love with a friend, you'd really make our day. Sending you all the love. Please enjoy this week's episode. Let's Discuss is supported by Mom and Bras. With a wide range of bras and bralettes available for chest feeding and pumping, Mom and Deck combines the functionality you need with style and comfort. My favorite is the Do Anything Bra, the perfect bra that supports chest feeding and pumping in one truly lovely and comfortable bra. Visit us.momanda.cc backslash let's discuss and use code let's discuss for 10% off your entire order of $40 or more. Your mental health is your dopest health, but you don't have to tend to it by yourself. Get a tribe, get inspired, and you'll get ahead. Get someone to talk to, don't keep it bottled in. You're beautifully human, you should remember this. So it's okay for you to feel emotions. At times we all need to clear our heads. And when you do, just holler at Therapy by Meg. Welcome back to another week of Let's Discuss with Meg Duke, where we discuss some things perinatal and all things mental health. This week, I can't even, I'm so excited I can't handle it. Melissa Howard entered the Air Force in 2005 as a weather technician. She received her communicate, excuse me, she received her commission from officer training school in 2011 and became a weather officer. She holds a bachelor's in natural science and mathematics and a master's in health and sports science. She furthered her education with a master's certificate in women in leadership from Cornell University. She's married to Thomas Howard, an active duty Army Civil Affairs officer. Together, they have three kids, Ethan, Emily, and Nathan. Melissa, hello. (laughs) It is such a pleasure to chat with you today. I always kick off the episode with, how do we know each other? Hmm, how do we know each other? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't think of a time that we didn't know each other. I really, truly can't. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we might have met uh, on a soccer field, softball field, cheerleading, something of that nature uh, mm-hmm. back home in New yeah. Albany. Yes. You know what is wild? I really don't remember. I, I want to say it was softball because I anyway, it doesn't matter. But I think that's where we first would have met. But yes. So uh, which is hilarious because I played softball for like two years but anyway so love it so excited to have you here um where are you right now in the world you are my farthest away guest (laughs) oh the farthest oh yeah across the pond I'm here in Grafenbeer Germany yes amazing love it um and how did you get there 
Huh, let's see. It was not by choice. It was by fortune. But uh, I am stationed here because I'm in the military. And that's where they told me that they wanted me to live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, when I, when you first announced you were going to Germany, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. They like got together and decided they were going to Germany. And it was like, no, that's not how the military <laughs> works, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be nice if it if it did work that way, but not always. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I at least sent you with your husband. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was actually the only location that we could go together where we could live together. Oh, so wow. Germany well, was the one option. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So just okay, I didn't I didn't prep you for this. So if you don't remember, because you've been there for a minute, we can skip over this. But do you remember, like, what were the other options? Like, were they going to send you to Italy and him to Japan? Or? <laughs> Uh, they were going to send me to Las Vegas and him to, uh, California hmm. and then, uh, both of us to Louise, Louisiana, but different sides of the States. And then yeah. Germany was the only one where we could live together. So we're like, Oh, Germany it is. Wow. That, I mean, sorry, the whole point of this episode, obviously that we're ramping up to is like being in the military being a parent, being a military partner, being the partner of a person in the military. So that's what we're getting into. And that's just so interesting to me as well. You know, I have some other friends whose spouses are in the military and they'll put in their requests of like their cities that they prefer, but they, but I don't think I know anybody else who they're both in the military and it's like, well, we'll send you to Vegas and you'll be in California and it's like a five hour drive. You'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. Like you can <laughs> Skype. It's awesome. Oh my gosh. Wild. Absolutely wild. So tell me about what kind of got you, what was the catalyst that was like military? That's where I'm going. Uh, so you know me as a person, but I don't think your yes. fan base does. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Share, share with the listeners. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot of thought went behind it originally. Um, I had finished up culinary school and decided that I really liked traveling, ironically. So I got to go to Germany uh, with the Air Force. But that's really why I joined was uh, to go back to school, do some something else and to travel. Okay. 18 years later. Uh, it's, first of all, it's wild that it's been that long since we've longer since we've graduated high school. I assume, did you <laughs> go back to your 20 year anniversary or your re reunion? I, I did not, but uh, I definitely felt the sting when I saw uh, all the Facebook posts coming in. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I think I might go to this one. I don't. Well, we, I haven't heard single word one about whether or not it's being planned or anything. I was not in the student council. So um, <laughs> hopefully I was like, yeah, I, I could try to make it back 20 years on. I could try to make it back for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, okay. And so like, I mean, I guess you, you've always been in the military as a parent, so you wouldn't necessarily know any other way, but like, what is that like for a person knowing like the difference in your job, the stressors of your job, the moving all, what is it like being a parent and being in the military? Um, it's hard. Yeah. Um, I'd say one of the best things the military uh, does for military children is it makes them resilient 
but it's also what I consider one of the worst things because it makes them resilient. And mm -hmm. there's an expectation that just comes with all these kids are just fine picking up and moving every couple of years, starting over new schools while they do it with a ton of grace um, in the background. Obviously, being a mental health provider, you know that it takes its toll. And when our babies hurt, we hurt. So it's yeah. uh, it can be hard. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Because your kids are over living with you. Running track in Munich and <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, they came over. We uh, actually have a blended family, so their father lives back in the states, and we fly them over twice a year. But um, this summer they will be flipping and going to stay with their dad to do high school in the states for because you know they want the stability. Sure. So, wow. Oh, I don't think I did know that. Oh, wow. So that'll be a real adjustment for all of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I like what you said too, about when our babies hurt, we hurt. And that is a tough thing to have to kind of process through. And the other thing too, I love how you describe resilience and like, it's a good thing for people to have, but it's one of these things I think we're starting now, the pendulum is swinging back a little bit from the like, let's all be resilient. It's like, Let's stop having things happen that have to make us be resilient. <laughs> right, yes. Oh, yeah. And so it's so tough. It is definitely, obviously, a, a good characteristic to have a good quality. But that is so tough of the expectation of just moving. And, and how long until you're no longer in Germany? Uh, I will leave here in July of next year. Okay. And so then the I'll only be... The kids will hopefully only be on another continent for one year. Yes. Yeah. That would be very wild, to, you know, having to send your kids back across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about it for a long time and had a lot of tearful conversations. But, um, you know, I've asked a lot of them being military children and Finally, it was just like, I understand the sacrifices that you made for my decisions. So I'm cool yeah. with, you know, trying to help you have some stability in the yeah. high school years. Absolutely. And so if you could imagine what your kids would say about being the child of military parents, what do you think they might say about kind of all of the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I could imagine, I would say it's it's been fun. I think overall, because they've lived all over the place. We've lived in Las Vegas, Panama City Beach, uh, St. Louis, Germany. Um, so they've gotten to see a lot and do a lot, um, but it's definitely coming at a cost. So moving every couple of years and starting over and finding new friends and new sports teams, is it's been a hard for them. Mm-hmm. And how are they doing picking up German? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah? Yeah, they can they can hold their own, like, at a restaurant. But that's, that's about all that we do. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, and, you know, maybe when they come back to the States, then they'll maybe learn Spanish, and their language centers will have been opened up a little bit in the space, so they'll be more receptive for their high school language careers 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's my goal, right? I well, we're not going to go into too much of a New Albany High School tangent, but obviously, you know, Herr <laughs> Howard, and so I took German because he was just like the end all be all most amazing teacher in the world. And while I have no regrets of that experience, it is not helpful in the United States to know German. Right. And so when my children, I was like, okay, I'm going to teach them Spanish because everybody needs to know Spanish in the United States. We don't have a national language. Even if we did, it wouldn't matter. A lot of people here speak Spanish. Let's all love each other and, and communicate. And I was trying, but I was like, none of these words are coming naturally to me to be able to express that like, Ball. Well, I know what ball, ball is now, but you know, and so then I'm like, okay, well, that's my hope. I'm like, so I'm teaching them German with the hope that when they get to school, maybe Spanish will come a little easier by somebody who actually knows Spanish. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I see it all over Europe as we've traveled around. Um, once you open up those language centers, it's, it's really easy for children to pick up second and third languages. Mm -hmm. Um, I speak better Spanish than I do German. So like you said, German words don't necessarily come naturally. And then, you know, I obviously haven't dropped the Southern Indiana accent, which oh, makes yeah. it even more interesting. They're just like, oh, that's a heart. I know. It's so funny. With certain, certain words, I'm like, well, I don't know how to say that. I'm just going to say it. Exactly. With this <laughs> like, twang. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. yeah absolutely it's so it's so wild but and that's nice too over in Europe because it's compulsory to take a foreign to take English I think and then mm -hmm. and then they take another foreign language let's discuss is supported by daily harvest it's easy to make fruits and vegetables part of your daily routine with daily harvest delicious chef crafted foods delivered to your door and ready in minutes I'm a busy mama who admittedly doesn't always make getting my daily veggies a priority so Daily Harvest has taken a lot of that work off my plate. Organic, nourishing, clean foods with no artificial anything, ready to go in minutes. It's really a no-brainer. Use code Let's Discuss at checkout for $40 off your first box. This episode is sponsored by Boogie Board, makers of award-winning reusable writing and creativity products. Say goodbye to messy whiteboards and expensive computer tablets with these super affordable alternatives, perfect for group or individual activities and exercises, including communication for nonverbal individuals and honing fine motor skills related to writing. Best of all, there is no charging necessary, no special pins or markers, and they are easy to store. I love my smart notebook for taking notes in the office so I can write down echo words during sessions with clients, then zoop, delete it all with a tap for full HIPAA compliance. Boogie Board has extended me an additional 5% off with my code Let's Discuss, which will apply to on top of their current 20% off sale on their smart notebooks for a total of 25% off. Best of all, this code will also get you 5% off everything else on the site. Check out all they have to offer and make your practice the best it can be at myboogieboard.com. Yeah, anyway, I won't get on my language soapbox, but I do think that's really cool that your kids are getting the opportunity to try to you know, shift, shift their thinking and looking in different ways and ordering their schnitzel. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, my son got to have his first beer because that's a thing here. At that's 14. right. <laughs> so he tried it and hated it, but uh, sure. you know, it's part of the culture. So yeah. So we went. Yeah. Was it, what kind of a beer did he have? I'm curious. He had a Hefeweizen. Nice. Okay. 
Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it's not really my thing. And I was like, yeah. okay. I don't think beer is most people's thing when they first taste it. No, not at all. It, it took is definitely me. an acquired taste. He's on the he's on the right track. <laughs> exactly. It took me what thirty eight years from when I moved over here to start actually drinking beer. So, hey, well, look at you are assimilating to the culture nicely. Then, yep, I'm I'm full in. <laughs> Amazing. And so, what is it? Kind of looking at it from the partner perspective, because you're married to somebody in the military, and what's that been like? What's that experience been like for you? Um, I think. In that regard, our relationship's a little bit easier because we know the expectations of the job and we know, you know, the commitment that comes with being a military service member. And like we identified earlier, things aren't always our choices. Um, so um, it's a lot easier to take, I think, than somebody who is married to someone in the military not having served themselves because there's a level of understanding I don't know that everyone has yeah absolutely I can see what you're saying like you committed to that position and that role and of course when you commit to your partner you hopefully understand what that means well before the commitments take place but but having to be able to pick up and move and and how tough that can be and some of the other um requirements of the role Yeah. yeah Um, so then I'm wondering, I'd like to talk a lot about not like self-care, like do you take bubble baths, but <laughs> people kind of misappropriate or misunderstand or misinterpret um, self-care these days. And, and it's not just that, but what is it that you do given you're in a foreign country, you have children, you're in the military, you're part, you're a military spouse and as well as being in the military, how do you take time, make time for yourself. What are some of the meaningful things that you do to make sure that you remain you know, grounded and able to take care of yourself and find those pockets of reconnecting within? <laughs> um, so it used to be running. Mm-hmm. I would just go on long runs, just quiet. Germany is great for that. Lots of like wooded trail areas, um, yeah. bike paths all over. And Bavaria is absolutely stunning to uh, to look at. So yes. definitely fun to go on runs. Uh, I can't really run as much anymore from a, a calf injury, but mm-hmm. uh, traveling has definitely become one of our, our go-tos, as <laughs> you've seen. Um, yes on our pages um that's that's something that really kind of recharges my batteries and we connect as a family doing nice yes and I was gonna say and this also too leading up to you have started a travel blog and a page and I am so excited to hear about it before I let you jump in I'm going to I'm gonna get on my own little let me brag about my girlfriend thing it has been such a joy to stock your trips. I mean, you all have gone to so many places and then to see your little countdowns of like this many weeks until we go to Greece and this many weeks until we go and then this many months. And it's just been, I mean, again, not to be like, your children should be so grateful. Not saying that it's a very (laughs) tough thing to do. I am just saying like, what an, I'm just going to say like, what an experience that they're having being like, yes, let's hop a train and go to Spain. Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't supposed to be a rhyme. It just happened. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. I mean, I, me personally, I would have 
you know, been over the moon if uh, I had these chances when I was a teenager. Um, I know every teenager kind of responds differently, but yeah, they've definitely have had a a quick, fast hurry of a trip around Europe in their yeah. year and a half. Years. Yeah, that's so amazing. And so what inspired you to to go from, you know, posting on Facebook to actually kind of broadening your reach and, and putting together your your page? Um, so, uh, when I started, obviously I was just kind of detailing, um, our trips, mostly for family. We have family members that haven't left the country and probably don't plan on ever leaving the country, Yes, but they like seeing our adventures and then, uh, started getting questions about, uh, trips and how we do things and, um, a bunch of friends and family members were like, you should just start documenting all this stuff and like you can help people or you could even monetize it and make it a business, which, you know, I'm just doing it for fun. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool to share our little adventures and if we can give somebody some tips along the way, even better. Yes. Well, it is, I have to admit too, it's always been really interesting to me to watch it. I'm like, do people use travel agents these days? Like, how do you even know where you want to go? <laughs> uh, yeah, people do still use travel agents. I, yeah. uh, which I found, I, I pretty much plan all of our stuff, just researching on my own. Um, mostly just ask the kids, Hey, where do you want to go next? And now they've completely run out of ideas because you know, the world's humongous and they've seen a part of it. But uh, <laughs> now I'm like, oh let's go to Barcelona and they're like okay sure hey he then, can have some sangria right I don't know what the drinking age is and <laughs> I don't know what it is either but I definitely had some sangria which was delicious oh I gotta tell you I love some sangria we could go off on a sangria rant we won't but anyway yeah and that's so cool so you're just kind of going through and googling and saying like we picked a, a spot now let's find the most fantastic things to see and kind of do you do you like to do more touristy stuff do you try to find more local like the things the locals do like what kind of a blend uh we try to do a blend usually try to you know see the big highlights you know to say yep been there done that but we definitely like the off the beaten path things um to I guess my biggest thing is to try to create a special memory in each place that we go. So yeah. when they're like, oh, I went to Budapest, they can remember we did like a street art tour. Mm -hmm. So we try to switch it up. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to totally botch what country you're in, but didn't you do like a pottery class or something somewhere? Uh, we did go pottery shopping in Poland. That's okay. And, That's what I was thinking of. But then you also, what you made like a wine glass or something. I don't know. See, you've traveled so much. I can't keep it straight. I love it. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Whatever it was that you made. And I'm going to kick myself because I'm going to get off here and be like, oh, it was Switzerland. But I don't know. <laughs> you made something and you all made them and you're like, and now we can take them home and use them. And I was like, that is so cool because no matter where you are in life, no matter what time, you'll be able to be like, oh, when I was in junior high in Germany, and we traveled to Luxembourg and made this thing and now I'm still using it in college or and so on. So again, I'm gonna kick myself and I get off of this and know exactly what I'm trying to tell you. But but also what a beautiful thing that there's so much travel going on that we can't 
remember exactly <laughs> you pinpoint it. Uh, I think the only cups we got were in, just outside of Venice in a little island Murano which is famous for glass uh yes yeah 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 commonly and I went to a glass blowing um I guess like a demonstration or whatever and then we met the glass blower and we watched him make our cups and we did bring those back so I um, think Murano is what I'm thinking of yes I think so. I don't know. And then you made chocolate somewhere. Anyway, I'm just like a little, I think that's what I was conflating was like you and Aprons making chocolates in France with the glass blowing in Murano. But again, I'm sorry, people are probably like, what are the, what is Meg doing? Is she having a stroke? But like, it's so <laughs> amazing because that is what you decided when you were like, okay, we are being um, voluntold to go to Europe, which is mm -hmm. not our choice. Let's make the best of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we throw ourselves into some scary deep waters with <clears throat> foreign languages we don't know and sure. food we've never seen before. But if nothing else, we get some good laughs and we know we're yeah, probably not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of dishes that you're like, okay, I can check that off the list and uh, keep it over there yeah. off the list. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So that's so wonderful. And do you know where you'll be after Germany next year? We did not. It's kind of like a, a lottery. We just uh -huh. kind of wait and they tell us and then we kind of go probably about six months after that. Yeah. Oh, wow. So probably, hopefully back in the States or are you all thinking going East or what do you think? Um, I think we'll be on the East Coast in the United States, hopefully, because uh, it'll be close to Tom's son and then Ethan and Emily as well. Mm -hmm. So that's that's our hope. Yeah. Nice. Well, I hope that I hope that works out. I know that's you don't always get your first choice, right? <laughs> as evidenced by. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I am so excited. I really appreciate it. It's just, I've always wanted to have somebody on who was in the military and can kind of speak to that because I think, you know, not to be, not to be like, you know, USA Patriot, whatever, but like, we all really appreciate the sacrifice that people make. And I don't think a lot of people really truly understand some of the implications of what it means to devote your, your career and yourself to the US military. And so it's nice to be able to hear from somebody who and say like, we live in another country, you know, however many hours away from our family. Um, and we do that in the service of, of the nation. And so that's really, it's just a very beautiful thing and a lot of different things to think about personally, from a partnership, as a parent, all of that together. Well, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. So where can everybody find your travel page? Oh, yes. Uh, so on Facebook, it's called The Traveling Tumbleweed. And then on Instagram, it's also called The Traveling Tumbleweed. But it's the underscore traveling tumbleweed yes. on Instagram. Okay, perfect. And I'll put all of that in the show notes for sure. Um, so sorry to everybody else for another Southern Indiana reference. But when I first saw that it was called The Tumbleweed, all I could think of was the and I'm using air quotes here because I've lived in Texas now. The Texas <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I 
mean, I would probably uh, do not great things for tumbleweed right now. So oh, I, I like reference. Look, here's the thing. If you've ever had real Texas Tex-Mex and then you go like Austin's from Texas, although I call him a tumbleweed because he say like he's all over the place too because his dad worked for coca-cola and so they moved a ton and um and so i i was like oh you are gonna love tumbleweed it's gonna be the best thing ever and he got there and he was like this is what you grew up on thinking text <laughs> but hey <laughs> it was ours and we love oh, it okay? <laughs> yeah absolutely all right well i once again i really appreciate the time everyone go check out melissa's pages the traveling tumbleweed and remember be curious not judgmental see ya thanks so much for joining me for this episode of let's discuss with meg duke i'd love for you to write a review of my podcast on your app and don't forget to subscribe so you get a notification when new content is posted take a moment to leave a rating too you can follow me at Therapy by Meg on Instagram and find Meg Duke LCSW on Facebook. You can also look for Let's Discuss content by searching the hashtag Let's Discuss with Meg. Let's Discuss with Meg Duke is executive produced by David Presley and produced by Meg Duke. Our theme song was written and performed by Antoine McDuffie.